Hey ladies, welcome to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Haas and Michaela Johnson. And today's episode is about overcoming anxiety. Being someone that struggles with anxiety, what are some ways that it has affected your life? When you have anxiety, it affects basically your whole life and you live life in fear and you're so scared of doing things on your own or so scared of social events. For me, I mainly struggled with social anxiety. So anytime I was with a group of people or even at family events and people that I should be comfortable around, I was just so nervous and so anxious and never really spoke up especially in school it affected me so much because it was hard for me to make friends or hard for me to just be comfortable talking in the classroom doing anything was just like crippling for me so it made going to school very hard for me it pretty much got so bad that I feel like it almost put me into a depression because I was so scared of doing anything so leaving the house became like a struggle for me growing up But personally, like, my family isn't one to, like, talk about that kind of stuff. So I was never clinically diagnosed until high school, but I was having panic attacks, like, all through elementary school, all through middle school, all through high school, but we had no idea what was wrong with me because they didn't even think of therapy or anything, like, getting professional help as an option. What are ways that it's affected you in your life? Um, it's honestly affected the way I've just viewed things, I think. My anxiety, I think, is the worst with thinking I'm going to succeed at things, Mm -hmm. and so it holds me back from doing things I should be doing. Wow. So I think that I have so much doubt in myself, and with my anxiety being there, it just, like, holds me back and I'll be like oh I couldn't I can't do that when I can do it and if I don't let my anxiety hurt me but my mom is opposite she when she knew something was wrong with me she was like you need to get help so I started going to therapy in like um in seventh grade and then I stayed going to therapy until I was a senior because it was a child psychologist so I couldn't go to her after being a senior and that helped me a lot but now not being in therapy for that amount of time, I'm starting to notice that my anxiety comes back and I don't know how to cope with it so well. So with you knowing how to, how you've coped with it, what are some ways that you have coped with it? Okay, so I feel like, well, obviously I started with therapy really learning how to cope with it, but before that, I feel like my unhealthy ways was just to shut down or avoid doing anything and like you said like it made me anxious about my future as well so I recognize this in myself and I know what kind of life I've always wanted even though it didn't seem like a reality for me when I had anxiety because I was so scared of everything um but ways that I have coped with it to answer your question um was (laughs) and I laugh because literally I feel like I say the same things but journaling really freaking helped me because I feel like I was just able to document how I was feeling. I was able to get the thoughts out of my head and realize that they're just thoughts. They're not real tangible things. And I think we get that mixed up sometimes. Like we think that our thoughts mean that we literally can't do that just because we think that, but there's nothing actually stopping us. And so just getting a hold of my anxiety and looking at it more logically because anxiety is so illogical like it's not we're not thinking anywhere from facts or like from real things we're totally making up things in our heads and Mm -hmm. that's what's stopping us and so things that 
I did was pushing past that. So making my anxiety be smaller. Okay. Like traveling on my own and doing things that I normally would not be comfortable doing just to show myself that I could okay. and to show my family that I could because a big reason that I feel like I had so much anxiety was because my family has a lot of anxiety and they would project it onto me mm-hmm. in things that they thought that I couldn't do because they never did them. Because like when I was 18, going to Europe for my family, nobody in my family besides I think maybe one of my aunts has been outside of the country. And so when I was 18, one of my friends studied abroad. And I tell this story because it's a big part of why I feel I overcame my anxiety. Um, she was studying abroad and so I wanted to go visit her and I was going to have to go alone because I didn't have anybody to go with me. And so my family was going to extreme lengths to make me feel like I could not go like extreme lengths. (laughs) And I'm just like, why? Like, I don't understand. This is one thing that's going to make me happy and you guys don't want me to go. Like they're just saying the most insane things, like almost to scare me even more and did not going yes and so anyway I ignored them and I did it and after I came home I had such a different perspective on life and I know not everybody could just get up and travel and like leave the country but if you have the opportunity to just do something alone or go on a trip alone I highly encourage it because it makes you feel so much stronger because you realize If you could travel on your own, literally, like, to different countries and communicate with people there and whatever, you could literally do anything because you're forced into situations where you have to ask questions and you have to, you know, talk to people that you wouldn't normally be comfortable talking to. Right. And you're forced into those situations, almost forced into getting out of your anxiety with it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's, that's, like, a really big reason why I think I overcame a lot of my anxiety because I realized that it was so small. Right. You know, and seeing the world, too, it's like you see how much there's going on around us and it's so much bigger than our little lives and, like, our little problems. And it puts that into perspective when you're actually, like, going out and, like, seeking. Okay. But obviously, not to continue to talk for, like, ever, but... (laughs) No, that's okay, dude. My faith has really helped me. And I know I talk about this a lot, but God has really helped me. And just realizing that, like, his my life is truly in his hands so no matter what I do down here I have no control right and that's what anxiety really is is wanting control over your life and wanting control over things because Mm -hmm. if it's out of your control it feels like craziness yes and so with God being in the picture I have a understanding that my life is in his hands and he has full control and no matter what I do or say I can't change my destiny because he already has it planned out and worked out in how he wants it so I really have nothing to do with that and that honestly some people I feel like that might give them more anxiety but for me like it's comfort right because I know that he's got me I um saw TikTok with this pastor I can't remember who the pastor was but he's a pretty famous pastor and it was saying he was saying in the sermon he um said that your first sign of anxiety should be your first sign of prayer pray mm. like it shouldn't be you start getting anxious and you don't know what to do, your first sign of anxiety should be to pray. So that's another way I've kind of learned to cope with it. Like when I start getting anxious, it helps my thoughts calm down because sometimes they just get so overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. So praying really helps. And how you said journaling, I was thinking about it when you were saying that, like journaling helps 
would help me, I think, because you can write it all down without even having to tell anyone what's going on. And it's just out of your head. Right. Because that's half the problem. We have so many thoughts in our head that we're just ruminating on all this craziness and it feels so overwhelming because we just are thinking about so much. Mm -hmm. But if we actually write it down in journal, we have it at least out. Right. And the actual physical expression of writing down your thoughts is so therapeutic. I don't know what it is about it, but it just feels like you're able to release that. And it's just gone. Like, it's not, doesn't have to sit in your head anymore because you expressed it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, and I know you've told me to journal before, but it's probably me just holding myself back. But I really, even the couple things I have done, like if I need to write people letters, not even to give them to them, but just write it down so it gets out of me because my anxiety keeps it in me. And I'm like, I need to get this out. But um, those letters have helped me. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine how much writing, like yeah, just journaling daily journaling. helps so much. And not only that, too, like that's, I write letters to forgive people. Yeah. Like, because a lot of times you can't have those conversations with like ex-boyfriends or even family members that mm-hmm. aren't in your life anymore. Like sometimes you can't have those actual conversations and writing it in a letter to them that you don't have any intentions of giving them is just therapeutic because you could just get it out and you feel a sense of forgiveness then because you expressed it right do you think um forgiveness could cause anxiety unforgiveness oh a hundred percent yeah because if we're just sitting here with like anger pent up or unforgiveness pent up we're that's more thoughts that we're continuing to hold on to okay and it's like more loose ends that aren't tied because we're choosing not to tie them Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And, makes sense. And a huge thing that I've been realizing lately is unforgiveness is one of the things that keeps us away from God. And so I think if we have unforgiveness in our heart, we don't feel as connected to God because he doesn't deal with unforgiveness. Oh, yeah. And so having a disconnect from God and like our spiritual life can definitely cause more anxiety. Oh, I... So I think 100%. Okay, yeah, that really makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I really agree with that a lot. Yeah. I think I go through those spurts where I'm just like so mad at somebody without even realizing I'm mad at them. And then it comes up and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I feel far away from God at those points. Yeah. And then I finally trying, I'm starting to work through it. I'll start working through those things. And all of a sudden like I realize how close God is to me yes yeah exactly and sometimes it is hard to forgive but in those moments I literally just turn to prayer and I'm like God help me forgive this person because Mm -hmm. like I really don't want to but I know that I need to yeah so yeah prayer is just a huge like you said it's just a huge thing and just asking God to help you through your situation putting your problems in the hands of like your maker is just I don't know there's something about it where it's just like you realize how small your problems are and how how little control you truly have so worrying and having anxiety about things honestly is pointless because it's not going to change the situation Mm -hmm. if anything it's going to make it worse because you're thinking things that are most likely never going to manifest what kind of anxiety do do you really struggle with because you are like a social person so I feel like it's not really social anxiety what kind like what kind of things do you have anxiety about um the biggest one I think is I have anxiety a lot about money Mm. and I think that's from just like seeing my not saying my parents ever struggled with money when I was growing up but like they would argue about money yeah so that's like something like me seeing if I see myself like even go a little bit down in my bank account like spending money I get anxiety about that I don't know why but I'm just scared that I'm not gonna have money yeah even though I know I'll be okay and if I need money my parents would help me out yeah but 
I hate asking people for stuff. I hate depending on people for stuff. So then me not depending on people, I think, like gives me anxiety because I'm like, how am I supposed to do this for myself? Mm. But sometimes you need to almost not depend on people, but know that people have your back. Yeah, right. In a way. And money, I'm only 20 years old. Like my parents, will, my dad and mom <laughs> will help me if I need it. Yeah. And another thing is um, about my future. I get really bad anxiety about that because... I think we learn at such a young age, like, in high school, you learn that you need to figure out your life when you're, like, 18 years old, and in realistic terms, and after you graduate high school, like, who really knows at 18 years old what they're going to want to do for the rest of your life? I feel like that starts even sooner, too. It's yeah. like, 15, 16. Exactly. You like... start learning about all that stuff, yeah, where you like... want to go to school. You have to apply for school as your junior or high school, and you're 16. Like, you're still a kid. Like, that's not fair to people. And so I get really bad anxiety about that. And then um, the last thing is about disappointing people. Mm. I get really bad anxiety about that. I hate letting people down. I can't say no to people. So me, I put my, I put a lot on my shoulders. And when I do that, I end up stressing myself out. And then when I stress myself out, I get anxiety from being so stressed out. Mm. So sometimes I just almost shut down and I just put it to the side because I'm like, why do my feelings not matter, not that they don't matter but I'd rather put people before myself so yeah yeah I definitely think that having anxiety about money and your future are pretty normal right and this is something that my therapist always said do you feel like your feelings are over exaggerated or do you feel like they're just normal feelings about those types of situations and that helps me put into perspective because it's like sometimes we think we're having like unrealistic nervousness about something but it's actually just that it's just the situation is stressful and anybody would have that same amount of anxiety does that make sense yeah it does but definitely with money I feel like money's usually for middle class is usually just like everyone a stressful topic for Mm -hmm. anybody and I really experienced that working at the bank it was so heartbreaking to see how many people just get so worked up or so stressed out over money yeah and I really think that that's just our capitalistic country and society like money our lives really do revolve around money yeah and it creates so so much anxiety in our in our freaking lives right and it's sad because we I think we we think we need more money than we actually do. Oh, yeah. Because of social media and because of Instagram and all this stuff, you see, like, young kids just, like, balling out. Right. And it's, like... I want to be like them. Yeah. And it's, like, (laughs) really, like, if we were to look at it realistically, we don't need, like, the crazy amount of money we have in our heads to, like, live a happy... Right. ...life. A happy, comfortable life. Right. Exactly. Financially, I don't mean, like, we need to be comfortable all the time, but I'm just saying financially... We don't need that much money to live, like, a decent life. Right. And so, yeah, I think anxiety about money is totally normal. Yeah. And um, another thing is, I know you said about social anxiety. Sometimes I get nervous when I'm around people because I get really bad anxiety that people... Like, I'll be at at a party, for example, or just even out in public, and I'll see somebody, like, start to talk, like, near me, and I think it's about me, and then my thoughts start going crazy, Mm -hmm. and so what I do when I am in those positions, I just, like, try to make everyone comfortable, because I know everyone's, like, uncomfortable, even if they don't want to say it, so, like, I'll just talk to everyone and try to, like, be friends with everyone, because I think in those positions, everyone's, like, I don't want to be here, like, 
as much as they're there and they're forcing themselves to be there, they feel uncomfortable too. So I just try to make them feel as comfortable as if I was just comfortable, even if I'm not. Yeah. And I I remember you telling me that before too. And like, that's honestly smart, but I feel like for me, just exerting myself that little bit is so anxiety feeling to me. Like I can't do it because I'm just so nervous of that other person. And I've definitely gotten better but how it used to feel was, like, crippling. Like, what if I say something the wrong way and they're going to judge me? And then I thought about it for, like, a week straight. Like, mm-hmm. if I said anything awkward or whatever. And now I feel like I've been in situations where I've just talked to a lot more people and I'm more comfortable having conversations with people. Right. And I've realized that social anxiety is so common. Like, almost everybody has a form of social oh, anxiety. Yeah. And, like we've talked about before, I think that really has to do with the amount of internet interaction we have with people and how little face-to-face first interactions we have Mm -hmm. it's a lot less now right and so I think that is why like social anxiety and anxiety in general is raising Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then going also going back to you saying that you have anxiety about your future I totally feel that and I feel like a lot of people because we are we're always taught like oh if you don't go to college or if you're not like a doctor or a lawyer you're not really successful exactly and like there's really not much hope for you in Mm -hmm. your career like our parents and like our parents parents they're more narrow-minded when it comes to careers because they didn't have the same opportunities that we have now where like entrepreneurship and the internet is such a huge thing now but back then like it was just about security and finding like a job that offers 401ks and social security and like all this stuff that like you'll have when you retire and it's just all about security and like backup plans where now kids are having so much more like open minds when it comes to it and like want to go the entrepreneur way and they want to all own businesses and do all these things so we have we genuinely do have so much more opportunity but what gave me anxiety is I always knew I wasn't the nine to five type of person or like the typical job type of person and my family always looked down on that and like didn't understand or like already had doubts about my future because I didn't go the way that they expected me to go right and so that caused me a lot of anxiety because I really had nobody supporting my ideas or supporting what I knew I could do so it's like different but the same where like I had anxiety about my future just because I felt like I was already being doubted by everybody around me with like the future part like we know what we can do and what we can't do so when somebody's sitting here telling you like oh, you have to go to school and work this 9-to-5 job. Like, if you know you're not going to be successful in it, one, you're going to do it and literally feel, like, terrible because you're failing at it. Mm-hmm. So you end up putting yourself in a position. And then, so say that we're in school. I'm having this problem right now with school. Like, I'm in it right now, not enjoying it. And I'm like, okay, I really feel like I'm not smart enough for these classes. So I'm making myself feel t- more worse because... I really knew all along that probably wasn't, yeah, it's not how I work, it's not how I learn, so then you get anxiety about that, so it's almost like people put in our minds without them even knowing them doing it, and then it makes us feel bad. Yeah, and not only that too, but being a person of faith, like, faith looks crazy to some people, because like, oh yeah, if you don't have a relationship with God, like, some of the stuff that somebody who does might sound crazy to you because like God tells us to do things that seem like insane sometimes out of the ordinary (laughs) completely yeah and it seems like we'd be on drugs (laughs) right like oh you're gonna do work for God for the rest of your life like okay let's see how that goes good luck sister so I think that aspect too from what other people see yeah it might look crazy but it's like genuinely 
what I know I'm supposed to do or like what I know we're supposed to do right even. like so, we know God's got us even if even if there's that little form of doubt because the enemy is always going to come show you that there that might not work but honestly oh, yeah. like God's got us and we know he's going to get us through it even yeah. if we don't in the moment feel that confident you know what I mean yeah and I feel that for a lot of other people too that are like struggling with thinking about their future and like doubting themselves something that's helped me is just like quieting everybody else's opinions and genuinely just taking myself out of situations where I feel like I'm going to be discouraged by other people's opinions which is why I'm very selective about who I even tell things to because yeah it can be really discouraging when you're telling somebody your life dreams and they're just like how the hell are you gonna do that right you know like that's why I honestly don't tell a lot of my family what I genuinely want to do because I know that it's going to sound crazy to them and they're going to discourage me Mm -hmm. because granted they want what's best for me and they're just like projecting their fear onto me but it still is going to discourage me in the end if I truly listen to what they're going to say so I just don't right exactly for anybody else if you have a dream that you want to do and you're not because of your anxiety or because of your family like just do it more on the down low and like tell people who you can genuinely trust and you know that are going to root for you and support you don't tell share it with just anybody who you know like either doesn't want you to succeed and is going to be jealous yes because we all have those people in our lives where like we can't genuinely talk to them because we know that they have like an envious type of thing so tell people you could truly trust and not just anybody yeah, and if true, even though people do claim they want the happiest for you, if they truly love you and truly support you, they're gonna like be rooting you on along yeah. the way. They're gonna be like, "Girl, you got this." And some people, like as sad as it is, they're not gonna be there for. Yeah, they're not gonna well, be there to support you. Not dreams. only that they don't love you because, like, oh yeah, no, not at all. They probably yeah, love you so because much. Because family but. members, I genuinely think a lot of family just say that those things in your best interest because they're scared for what you're, what's gonna happen if you step out on faith and do something that is out of the ordinary like God they're just ta- to yeah they're just talking from their experiences and like their fears and their security issues right for somebody and it's not always easy it's really not oh, like yeah. going your own way and trying new things like it's not easy at all it's nerve-wracking <laughs> yeah but that's almost a good thing because right. you want to be like on your toes sometimes you want to be out of your comfort zone yep. sometimes so that you know that you're growing and doing the right thing that's what pastor was saying that one um certainly called press mm-hmm. he was saying um how you, sometimes you have to god's pressing on us but we have to press back just as much because we're gonna get we're not gonna get if we just stay comfortable you don't like you just said we're not gonna grow yeah being comfortable we need to press back on what god wants us to do so we can get to where god wants us to do yeah and a sermon i was watching last night is by this pastor called darius d i think his name is he's dr d or something he every time i listen to him i get something from his sermons he's just so amazing but he was doing this sermon on insecurity and he was saying that insecurity is the assassin to God's assignments for us so like it like kills God's assignments for us and I feel like insecurity and anxiety it goes hand in hand oh yeah and he was saying how like when insecurity is coming up it doesn't just flat out come up as insecurity it comes up as jealousy it comes up as competition it comes up as you know all these different things and I feel like anxiety is definitely one of them what are you if your anxiety is coming up like give yourself a self-assessment and be like what am I anxious about is it failing is it feeling like I'm not good enough am I worried about these people's judgments like 
what are you insecure about that your anxiety is coming up? I know you just started therapy, Christian therapy. Yes. Um. So is there any advice that your therapist has given to like cope with your anxiety? Um. Well, she hasn't really. We only had one one session but Mm -hmm. she kind of just made me realize like the things that I do struggle with yeah aren't things that are making me go crazy like they're actually real and they're valid that I don't have to the way I'm feeling isn't not normal like Mm -hmm. it's common to have it's not I don't want to say like good it's good to have problems but like if you do have something going on like it's not bad right it's okay to have something going on and like the fact that I'm getting help and self-awareness like helps a lot Mm -hmm. and um But some of the things I want to work on is just figuring out what I actually want to do with life because I think I let people design my life so much and almost tell me where to go. Yeah. And I really want to figure out what I'm actually passionate about because really the only thing right now is this. Yeah. I don't really know what I want to do with my life in all honesty and that's okay. And And that's something I learned too. Like it's okay not to know. Right. Like you don't need to figure out right in a day you don't need to know especially because you're still so young exactly exactly and granted I could do this for five years and do something else in the next five years and it's not like I could stick in hygiene or I could do something else Mm -hmm. it's not that I need to stay in the same thing in the same place my entire life and I think her telling me that honestly gave me comfort because it reminds me and you've told me that before too and it gave me comfort in it but then my anxiety gets up Mm -hmm. so then it doesn't help but that and then um just things from my past that I want to let go of that I still have anxiety about and those things I'm trying to work through so I think those are the main things that I'm trying to work through and then um something that happened to me with the past boss that Mm -hmm. you know about so I'm trying to work through that and trying to figure out how I actually feel towards that because when I think about that situation I um get almost really angry so Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to acting if I actually am angry about that or if I just want to like throw them under the bus and I hate doing that to people so yeah right yeah and I think with people from my past I get angry with them so and then I get anxiety about it because I'm like why am I angry towards them Mm -hmm. so then I'm trying to like sort through that I'm trying to just figure out what I actually want to do with myself and just almost move forward because sometimes I don't know what to do not knowing always made me super anxious too so I totally know like where you're coming from but I think some things that's helped me with that too is just realizing that I literally have no control and I'll end up where I'm supposed to be right and that's helped a lot because just trying things that I even just have a feeling about I'm like okay I'll try it if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't and I move forward right it's not always about like dreading over the failure or like getting upset when something doesn't work out because usually when something doesn't work out you're one step closer to figuring out something that does work out and Mm -hmm. something that you do like and if you try multiple things you know the things that you just don't like now right where if you just stick to one thing you'll never know what's on the other side of like anything else that is true that is, you know I never I mean? thought about that the more things I try I know the closer I am to getting to where I'm supposed to be that is true I'm such like I'm so bad at like like I said before saying no I yeah. hate saying no to people so I end up staying at jobs forever mm-hmm. and which isn't a bad thing it's a really good characteristic but I never I've worked like I think 
four places my entire life and that's it and I'm 20 years old and usually people which is not a bad thing but it's just like I wish I would have experienced more like a clothing store like this and that because it's not always about even working a job though either like hobbies okay like you know starting your own thing I feel like we sometimes only think that there's like this one avenue and there's so many more that yeah and there's so much more that you could be good at but you're not trying it yeah and I think it's almost the things I need because you find out what you're interested in like you said too so I think I am so closed-minded too I'm very open-minded when it comes to people I love people and I'm super open-minded that way but when it comes to myself it's almost like I want to be comfortable as much as I don't want to be comfortable. Oh, everybody wants to be comfortable. You know, like, I'm on that, like, path where I'm, like, in between it. So, um, I think I don't want to try other things because I'm scared, like, as weird as it sounds, I'm not going to like it. And that makes me uncomfortable and nobody likes being uncomfortable. So, it's like you go back and forth. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's so interesting to see how different our minds are sometimes, too, because it gives such different perspectives on things. Yeah. Because for me, I knew I didn't want to work a normal job so to speak so I tried like so many different avenues Mm -hmm. and that's just how my mind works like I know I have to try it and see if I like it or not to then say that that's not for me right where like I feel like some people are literally so dead set which is amazing I honestly wish I was this way because it'd make life so much easier right because wouldn't stress you out (laughs) yeah like they just know they've known what they wanted to do since they were like freaking five and they've just followed the steps to get there they went to college they got like this really good job and they're just able to do that like I wish, dude. I I literally wish. But that's not how my mind has ever been. And even in high school, I knew school was not my thing, which gave me anxiety, though, because literally high school is supposed to be setting you up to go to college. Right. And then, you know, from there, it's just all supposed to already be planned out. And if you don't take that specific path, I feel like it's very hard for people to see you as successful. Mm -hmm. And so that's always been a struggle for me because... It just makes me anxious knowing that, oh, like, what I'm doing honestly might not work. And I don't know what, if I'm going to be secure or not, you know, now because nothing's taken off yet. But it's just like that faith inside me, like, I know that I'll be good because God has a plan and that always gives me comfort. Yeah, I think um, going back to the faith thing too, I really, ever since I had have had faith and everything, my anxiety has gone down a lot because just having comfort, like you said, having, putting your problems in somebody else's hand, like knowing God's got us no matter what, just makes me know, like be like, okay, if I fail, I know he's still going to get me through it. Like as bad as that sounds, I don't know. I I don't want to fail, but you just, sometimes you got to fail to get back up again. No, literally (laughs) there, hold on, I'm trying to pull up the Psalms because this Uh, Bible verse has always given me comfort and just knowing Bible verses that are specifically for anxiety helps me so much like even if if I didn't know them googling them that's always what I do I'll like google something like oh about anxiety or whatever I'm really struggling with and then I read it and it just gives me more comfort and being able to connect with God in that way has been amazing but so this is the Psalms Psalms 91 NIV version. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will 
cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. So I just, I mean, it's way more, but Psalm 71 always gives me so much comfort and just knowing that God's literally my shield. God's always with me. He'll always take me in. And he, he's got me essentially, like he's my heavenly father. So yeah, I don't know. That's always been something yeah. that's really helped me. Yeah, I, um. Well, since I got saved. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sadie always says another, um, she always says this one for confidence and it's Hebrews ten thirty five through 36. It said, so do not throw away your confidence. It is ri- richly rewarded. You need to pres- preserve so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Mm-hmm. And that gives me comfort because just knowing that God is like my com- my confidence doesn't need to be in me. Like it can be yeah. in God. So the anxiety I get about my future and about those things, I just have confidence God's going to get me there. Yeah, so right. that comfort and that confidence combined like literally does wonders. Sometimes it could be frustrating though because I know when I didn't have that really tight relationship with God and people would say, oh, I can hear God or oh, I know exactly what God wants me to do. I used to get frustrated because I'm like, how do you know that? Like, how did you hear God say that? How are you so sure about that? But now walking in it, sometimes it's like, I was just telling my brother this too. Sometimes what God has for you and his purpose for you is never very certain, but it's usually the thing that you really don't want to do at first. Oh yeah. You know, it's usually the thing where you're like, really God, like me, like Mm -hmm. Moses, when he was like, God, you want me to speak a speaking problem? And Um, God still called him and he's like are you sure me God right and that's sometimes how you feel like you're like are you sure you want me to do this God like me who's so unqualified me who's uneducated me who doesn't have any yeah qualifications to do this you want me to do this like you know but it's usually that thing where you feel like it's always been in the back of your mind but it's that one thing that you've always like shied away from doing that's usually the yeah. thing that God wants you to do. So if you're kind of questioning that, really just get in his word too. Because I know at first, like, I did not understand the Bible. And that was really frustrating. But I would just pray for understanding. And he would just give me understanding of his word. And then started to make things more clear to me. What he wanted for me and for my life. And who he really was. Yeah. For I, those of you struggling. Yeah. And um, sermons really help. If mm-hmm. you... um Sometimes I struggle and, um, like, I just don't understand things and I'll watch sermons on it. Or if you have anyone in your family or anyone at a church, you can ask questions. There, yeah. People are always willing to, like... Yeah. And you can always DM us on Instagram. Right. And we can always answer to a, our best... The best ability that we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, Sadie was the one that really helped me, too, because I used to cry about my purpose. Like, what is my purpose here, God? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to do. But Sadie, she has a couple... Uh, sermons on your calling and God's purpose for you so I watched those and literally the first one I watched of her I started crying because I was just like it's crazy like a lot of times you're 
what God wants you to do has been following you your whole life and you just never tapped into it or you just never listened hard enough but it's like it's always been there you just have to like become the person that he's been wanting you to become to be able to fulfill it right because sometimes like he's just waiting on us to become the person that's that's strong enough to fulfill what he has for us because it's usually mm-hmm. a really big assignment. It's right. not just like these little things. Like we need to be strong and, you know, get our anxiety under control and all this stuff to be able to fulfill what he has for us. Oh, yeah. But he sure. also knows that we're not always going to be perfect. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. that's good. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed. We hope that it gave you some kind of comfort. Follow us on social media, Facebook. We actually made a page now. It's called Save the Girls. Um, on Instagram and then follow us on Apple Music and Spotify. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And we have a very exciting announcement next week so stay tuned for next week's episode where we're going to share about it and talk about it. So we're super excited so make sure that you're following us to get those updates as well. Yes. Save the girls.